At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A warm up for the low. Welcome to Buffy Las Vegas for Custom Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Pierce, and now part of the Beast and Family and Podcast. We've got a tremendous podcast for you guys. Joining me in segment number two, Terrence Oglesby, a tremendous college basketball analyst. He does great work over there at the Field of 68. I know that he did some play-by-play work last season, and I'm sure that he's going to be doing quite a bit more this season as well. We're going to be talking about with him how Colorado State gets affected by Isaiah Stevens' injury. That came out very, very late on Wednesday, just after I did this podcast. News came out that he is going to be out for an extended amount of time, so we got to talk about that. We're going to be taking a look at how he projects the ACC for this upcoming college basketball season and something that I think needs to be done on this podcast is talking about how a lot of these media polls that you're going to be seeing from a lot of these media days, well, they don't provide much of anything whatsoever. If you're basing your projections based on the media's polls, well, you're probably going to be losing quite a bit of money. We're going to take you through some of the reasons why. And it's not to say that all folks in the media do a bad job. There are some very, very solid folks and the people that do a solid job in the media typically appear on this podcast. So there are some that they do a terrific job. There are some that they leave a little bit of something to be desired. So we're going to be talking to Terrence about that. And if you're wondering what Media Days is all about, it's mostly for schmucks like myself to meet up with other media schmucks. And we decide, oh, I'll come on your podcast if you come on my podcast. It is very beneficial to people like myself to those that are fans of their favorite school, well, you're going to get a little bit of a fire-up speech, and, well, you're not going to find out too much more about your team because every coach is trying to sell to their fan base that it's going to be like an undefeated season and that a trophy is going to be coming home. So, there is that. But in the final segment, going to take you through the news and notes we saw in college basketball over the last 24 hours. I talked about Isaiah Stevens. I'm certainly going to be hitting upon that. You've also got a potential player of the year candidate dealing with a little bit of a minor surgery as well. We have seen quite a bit in college basketball over the last 24 hours, so I'm going to be polishing up those notes for you guys, and if you do ever have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM. Maybe it does not matter. As per usual, please send these into the timeline, and the other way, that is fine. An Apple Podcast Review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. One of the biggest questions I did get was in relation to media polls. What do you take out of them these media days? And well, we're going to have Terrence aboard because he has covered a few as a media member and he has also been there as a player as well on a team that has had to deal with these media days. He's able to lend a little bit more insight 
than myself, and I think that I laid it out very well how I feel about them. To use a professional term here, and what you're not seeing in this podcast is that I also did the good old thumbs down as well. So that is my personal thoughts there. Yes, I know. We are keeping it very, very high class on the podcast today. But a man that is going to be a little bit more classy than myself when talking about this. That'd be Terrence Oglesby. We're going to be diving into that. We're going to dive into the ACC. How Isaiah Stevens being out of the fold for Colorado State is going to be affecting them. And so much more. That chat comes right next right here. I'm Coach Coach Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson. Now part of the Eastern Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Vegas, with myself, Greg Spears, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. 
Always great to be joined by this guest as Terrence Oglesby does absolutely amazing work taking a look at the game of college basketball. I know that he's done some great play-by-play work over the last year or so. He did a lot with regards to SoCon last season, and I know he does great work over there at the Field of 68 doing a lot of their commentary, and I know that he does some uh, podcasts over there. A former guard over there at Clemson. Now he's a sharpshooter when it comes to helping us be able to decipher the game of college basketball. To be able to follow Terrence on Twitter, that is at the letter T underscore his last name, Oglesby, and the number 22 last name is spelled O-G-L-E-S-B-Y. Terrence, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure to be on with you. We're getting close. We're getting close. And as we go to these media days where we get absolutely nothing out of the coaches, all we get is a whole lot of coach speak. And I am a huge fan of coach speak. Everybody's in the best shape of their life. They're shooting the ball great. Everything is hunky-dory until about the beginning of December, and then reality sets in. And that's when you really learn. But as for right now, you know it just as well as I do, Greg. It's all perception and how you're supposed to look at the season, all filled with optimism. Everybody's undefeated, but it's going to come sooner rather than later. November 7th, it can't come quick enough. And I was actually just going to ask you that as well, because as we know, all these teams, they send a few of their players to media days. All the coaches are there. And, well, I think that you've pretty much answered this about as well as you can, but is there anything you could take away from these media days? Because the way that I view it is, I mean, it's great for guys like myself to be able to meet up with other media members, perhaps someone have someone join this podcast. I mean, it's good for the folks like us that are trying to put out content during the season, find other like-minded college basketball analysts slash just fans of the game in general. But in terms of being able to get anything out of these teams, it's just a complete nothing burger. And you find out that there's a lot of media members that cover these teams that, oh, shock, shock, surprise, surprise. They're a little bit biased to the beat that they're covering. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll you'll see some different people vote for some different teams, especially closer to their hometown and even towards all conference race predictions and things of that nature. Like it is what it is. We all understand what media days is. It's time to hype up your team, get your fan base going, talk about all the positives. There's not going to be a whole lot of negative. Everybody's had a great summer. Everybody's shooting it well. Everybody's in the greatest shape of their life until about, you know, two games in. Then reality sets in. You get to see what these coaches are really about and what they're impressed by their guys and what they're not. But as for now, you're not going to get anything out of these guys at these media days. What you will get is basically show up, shake hands, kiss babies, talk to people you know and love, and then you move on and then you get ready for the season. The excitement in these buildings is palpable. The actual information, like you said, is a fat nothing burger. Yep, I am right there with you. And I do think that with a lot of these media polls as well, this is something that we were talking about a little bit with Eli Becker yesterday. It almost feels like it becomes a little bit of groupthink because you get a lot of these teams that during the offseason, they get a lot of hype, especially these teams that they made big runs towards back half of last season. Now, I absolutely do think that North Carolina is worth the hype that they got due to their nice run last season. They got off to a slow start. They make the national title game, but they bring back darn near everyone. This is going to be a team that is going to be block-loaded, ready for bear. I absolutely think that they are worth it, but I just still recall from last season, UCLA, they come from out of nowhere. They make that final four run, and they were ranked number two in the preseason poll. I felt like UCLA was going to be a top-ten team. I thought that they were going to be solid. That number two ranking was solely based on the run that they had made last season. There was no way they could really exceed it, and they could only go down from there. And I think that that's the danger 
that we fall into. We hear a lot of hype about teams that they finish off the season last year strong, and some teams are certainly worth it, but a lot of times I feel like there's a little bit too much love given to those last few games of the regular season rather than taking a look at the entire whole of the previous season and the guys in general coming in. I think you hit the nail on the head when it comes to UCLA and their comparison with North Carolina. I was actually thinking right along the same lines, and here's my biggest conundrum with the Tar Heels is which North Carolina team are we going to get? Are we going to get the team that was thumped at home by Pitt that played no defense for the first, I don't know, 25, 30 games of the year and then got hot in the tournament and made a run as a well, eight seed? We don't know what North Carolina really is. And then on top of that, Greg, you know it just as well as I do. It's really hard to win a national championship with only six players. And that's if they have six players because we both know when Huber got good, he did two things. One, he gave R.J. Davis us a ball for the majority of the clock, especially at the beginning of the clock. Got it out of Caleb Love's hands. Let Caleb Love be a scorer. What did he also do? He shortened his rotation. Problem with short your rotation is as the tournament gets further, guys get tired and then guys got hurt. I, I know there was a lot of talk about Armando Baycott and the floor moving. That looked to me as a former player, it looked like a guy that was really tired from playing and logging so many minutes and the emotional expenditure of the semifinal game against Duke. That's what it looked like to me. This was a tired player who had given his all and was just out of gas. Then he gets hurt. If you're going to make a run in the NCAA tournament, seven, eight guys is preferable. You can't win that many games in a row on that many consecutive weekends with six players. Need seven or eight. And is this Carolina team going to play defense? Brady Manick, I thought, brought more value than people realize, Greg. I thought he was a terrific player, stretched the floor, plus seven-foot wingspan, could guard multiple positions. Now is Pete Nance going to be able to do that, a transfer from Northwestern? That's a huge question. Brady Manick could play. He's getting paid a lot of money to play, I think, in Australia for a reason because this guy was a multi-positional defender, a knockdown shooter, and floor spacer for these driving guards in R.J. Davis and Caleb Love. Are they going to be that team? Are they going to be the team that doesn't defend? That's your biggest question. Yep, and I'd be tired, too, if I were Armando Baycott because because he was putting the entire team on his back. That was an absolutely incredible run that he was able to do for North Carolina in the NCAA tournament last season. And we shall see if Pete Nance is able to take the load off of him a little bit like I do think that he's going to. But at the same time, obviously, you do lose Brady Manic as well. So I do think that that's going to be fascinating to see as Terrence Oglesby does a terrific job over there at the field of 68. is joining me on the podcast at as I take a look at your Twitter feed right now, I believe in terms of your projector or finish of the ACC and your previews, you've done pretty much teams from number 15 through number four. I know that your top three is probably going to be coming out relatively soon, but I do think that this is a very fascinating conference in general. One that I did a conference preview for a little bit over a week ago. I did put North Carolina at number one. I do feel like they are going to be a bunch that they're going to be able to pick up where they left off last season. They return a whole bunch of talent. I do think that the concerns that you've got for this team are warranted, but at the same time, I do think that the talent is certainly going to be able to rise up to the top. But when it comes to the ACC, I do feel like there's a lot that you can make out of the middle. I know that there have been teams, there have been people pounding on the table for teams like Virginia, like Florida State, even to a little bit of a letter search and Notre Dame and also Virginia Tech being that number three team. And I think that that's a real fascination because I do think that teams really number, I'll call it three through seven, they all have a chance to be very good top 25 teams, really be able to do 
a good job this season and be able to make some noise. And I think the big thing for the ACC this year is that they're just so much cheaper than they've been in past years. Another thing, too, is I, I talked to a, an ACC head coach the other day, not at Media Day, because like we said, you don't get anything from them on Media Day. But I talked to him, and, and the ACC feels like it's the first seven and the next eight. And both categories could finish any which way you look at it. Now, I will say this. Because this podcast is coming out tomorrow, I had North Carolina 1, Virginia 2, Duke 3, Virginia Tech 4, number 5, I believe I had Notre Dame. No, Miami is in there somewhere, but regardless. Miami's 5. Yeah, Miami 5, and then, you know, whichever way you have it. Notre Dame 6, Wake Forest, or Boston College 7 and 8. But here's the thing. It looks to me like a 7, maybe 8-bid league this year, depending on how the ACC does in the non-conference. Now, that has become such a crucial piece the non-conference, because that's when your conference gets its reputation for the season. Now, what has happened the past couple of years? You look at a league like the Big Ten, who is filled with older guys. Don't rely on the transfer portal all that much. They're going to be older. They're going to be in the system for a number of years. They're going to be better early in the season, Greg. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Here's the thing where you run into a problem, because the ACC, for example, is still figuring itself out the first Oh, I don't know, month or two. They're still figuring out their rotations because all these players are new. You have new freshmen that are learning the ropes. There's a lot of different things that are involved with why they play the way they play. Are we going to fall in love with a Big Ten just to flame out at the end of the year? Or are we going to fall in love with the the ACC's potential at the end of the year? Because as you saw, what was it five teams that made the NCAA tournament last season? Two yep. teams in the Final Four? Three in the Elite Eight? It's a quality conference. It takes time for a league like the ACC that relies on so many new pieces to get their footing. Are we going to fall in love with the Big Ten? Or are we going to fall in love with the ACC based on their projectable talent based on last season? That's a big thing to look at going forward. Yep, and they do take a little bit of a blow because what is happening with Dior Johnson over at Pitt, a Pitt team that last season was not too good. It looked like they were going to be able to rise up a little bit. I know that you put Pitt dead last. I can't quite there get there because Georgia Tech is still in that conference, but I do think that, that certainly drops them to the bottom three. That is going to be not so great for the ACC, but still, schools like Boston College being able to rise up a little bit. I still think that Clemson, even though I think we're both in lockstep, they're probably going to be a bottom four team in the ACC. There's still a much better bottom four team in the ACC than we've seen the last two or three years, and that's beneficial as well. Even though these are teams that probably are not going to be able to make the NCAA tournament, the fact that if you have one of these bubble teams sub their foot, lose a game to a team like a Clemson, lose a game to a team like a Boston College, that it doesn't just completely throttle down their net rankings, I think is important as well. Oh, absolutely correct. Like I said, it all comes down to the non-conference. And when you look at a team like Clemson, and I work for that staff, Greg, you know that. I work for that stuff. They do a fantastic job of scheduling. If you look at their schedule, USC Upstate could win the Big South. Towson, certainly a competitor this year, I believe in the CAA. Like they schedule well. And what happens is if they're able to win these non-conference games, it bodes well for their net ranking, right? They're able to get some quad two and some quad threes, depending on the day. It just matters. Your scheduling matters. You don't think it matters? Look at Wake Forest from last season. That was a team talent, plenty talented enough to make the NCAA tournament. Not only make it, but possibly win a game with as much length and veteran leadership that they had. That was a good basketball team. And because they scheduled so poorly, they missed the NCAA tournament. This year, that should change. And this year, the ACC as a whole should do better in the non-conference because there is a little bit more continuity within each team. Now, 
That being said, there's still going to be some adjustment things. Clemson, for example, uh, P.J. Hall, is he going to be healthy? Nobody really knows. We're still trying to figure that out. Pitt, I rank Pitt 15. To be honest with you, Greg, because why can't they get it together? It seems like they've had three different players arrested and suspended within the last 20 months. It's time for them to figure it out. They have had talent. Odise Tony transfers out to Arkansas. They had Champagne, who left for the NBA draft, led the ACC in scoring. They had Femi Odakali, who ends up at Seton Hall. This is a team that has talent. They just haven't been able to put it together. Are they going to be able to put it together? John Hughley is a definite centerpiece for that team. But without Dior Johnson, who's their creative playmaker? Jeff Capel, he needs to figure things out. His buyout significantly lowers after this season. That's a big point of emphasis. They need to win some games and they need to stay out of trouble. That's basically the only thing you can say about Pitt. If they can stay out of trouble, they are talented enough to win games. I don't know that I have any, based on the track record, I don't know that I have any faith that they can do it. That scares me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. The track record is not too great in general. And, I mean, Pittsburgh, they still have some talent on that roster. Someone like a Jamarius Burton is someone that I do like. They bring in Greg Elliott, a solid shooter. And I do even think that without having in the full Dior Johnson, they're still a little bit more talented than last season. But we have to see it from these guys. As Terrence Oglesby does terrific work over there at the Field of 68, is joining me on the podcast. And I want to see this as well as we did see some big news about 24 hours ago in college basketball. I don't think that there's any debate a top five point guard in all of college basketball. I'm sure that many people have a meme even higher than this. That'd be Isaiah Stevens. He is going to be out for an extended period of time due to injury with Colorado State. A Colorado State bunch that already having David Roddy on the fold, which I thought was one of the most impactful draft decisions overall. Now, when it comes to Colorado State, I think that they're one of the best coach teams at all of college basketball. And certainly, this is not a team that is going to be dead last in the Mountain West without Isaiah Stevens. But I really want to see how long Isaiah Stevens is going to be on the fold because for Colorado State and really any team outside of the Power Six, it's very critical how they play in the non-conference portion of the season. And having a fifth-year guard like Isaiah Stevens being out the fold, I think it's just a massive blow for this Rams team. It's going to be crucial moving forward. And we talk a little bit about David Roddy. He has now departed. And what a good decision for him personally it was. I don't think anybody saw him getting picked in the first round. And sure enough, the Memphis Grizzlies, they brought the heat, brought my man in, and now he's playing well in the preseason. So good on him. But back to Isaiah Stevens. Whenever you have a talent like him in their conference. Colorado State's obviously going to be able to play with anybody because point guard play, you know it just as well as I do, Greg. It's the most important position on the floor when it comes to winning close games. And in that league, there's going to be a lot of close games, but they're not really the only team that's dealing with a lot of injury. Cam Whitmore at Villanova, he's out for an extended period of time, not to mention Justin Moore at Villanova. These are a lot of things that are coming in early in the season. How do these teams adjust and basically survive early in the non-conference in order to bolster bolster their schedule? for NCAA tournament resumes. P.J. Hall at Clemson. We just talked about Clemson. Might as well talk about him some more. If he's healthy, Clemson can contend. If he's not healthy, it's going to be difficult. A lot of different teams are dealing with a lot of different things. It's up to these coaches to find out ways to survive and keep your hopes alive going into conference season. Yep, I think so as well. And Nico Medved has been able to do an amazing job over there at Colorado State as well. And I think that that's something that does get lost on a lot of people as well. Coaching is just so important no matter what level of it. I mean, just ask any NFL fan right now, would you rather have 
I don't know, some buffoon like Nathaniel Hackett? Or would you rather have, oh, I don't know, someone like a Brian Dable who actually knows what he's doing and is able to elevate the New York Giants? And I do think that it's one of the toughest things to quantify, but I just feel like this is a little bit of something that when you use your eyes, you're able to see, all right, this guy has it and this guy does it. And we did see, even with a coach like a Penny Hardaway, that we do need to be willing to adjust to some of these coaches. There are some coaches that they have their bad moments, they have their good moments, and I just think that this is going to be so critical, especially towards the early part of the season because there are more moving parts than ever before in college basketball with obviously freshman classes still being very prevalent but on top of that new pieces upon new pieces being brought in and I do think that in the transfer portal era it really does bring out who are some of the best coaches in all of college basketball because a lot of these great coaches they find a way to be able to see the guys that they bring in via the transfer portal and get them to mesh earlier than others, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, look at Brad Underwood. Look at Chris Beard. You're bringing in all these different pieces and you're making them play together early. And what you're looking to find, what you're beginning to see is guys that have JUCO experience. Steve Forbes at Wake, Mark Adams at Texas Tech, Chris Beard at Texas. They're able to mesh all these pieces and personalities and skill types together in order to create winning ball clubs and guys that have had a little bit of a head start as far as player movement on a 12 to 13 player basis from year to year in the junior college ranks has turned that into success at the division one level with the transfer portal available. So you see the direct correlation there. There's going to continue to be turnover no matter how, which way you look at it. It's just the way college basketball is right now. Do I think it'll settle down eventually? Yes, I do think it'll settle down. However, there's going to continue to be at least an average of five to six players when it does settle down that are moving every single season. So it's up in the air. NIL changed the game as well. There's just a lot up in the air. Coaches now with junior college experience have a leg up on the competition. Yep, and I'm very curious to see how things go for New Mexico State as well because Greg Herrera, I know that he pretty much was a dominant coach at the junior college level. He's getting a crack at the D1 level, and I think that he's going to be able to do a relatively solid job. We've seen someone like a Chris Beard be able to do a very solid job. He went from the junior college level, and then he goes up and he has success at Little Rock. Now he's over there at Texas, and a man that is having a lot of success as well. That'd be you, Terrence. Always is a pleasure to get you aboard. I know you're doing a great job over there at the Field of 68 and other places, as I know you're set for an amazing college basketball season. Let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Well, we're going to be doing some more games this year, Greg. I'm really excited about it. Going to be working with several different networks, two call games as a color commentator, and as always on the Field of 68, always excited to do work with Jeff Goodman, Rob Doster, John Fanta. The list goes on and on with the personalities over there. Randolph Childress, throw him in the mix. Uh, It's been a lot of fun so far, but if you want to keep up with me, do it at T underscore Oglesby, O-G-L-E-S-B-Y 22. And you can follow everything you need over the next two weeks. I got the Big 12 previews coming out, and I also have the Big East coming out. Make sure you tune in for that. Talk to me. Tell me how you feel about all your predictions, and then we can go from there. Thank you so much for having me, Greg. Always great to get Terrence aboard. He was a high-level guard when he was at Clemson. Now he's a high-level college basketball analyst doing an amazing job taking a look at all these teams and his previews. I've been taking a look at them. Absolutely top-notch. A big thanks to Terrence for joining me on Coast Coast. He's now part of the Beeson Family Podcast coming up next. We have seen quite a bit of injury news the last 24 hours, and it is impacting some very, very high-level teams. We're going to be going through those next year. I'm Coast Coast. with myself, Greg Excuse, and now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With myself, Craig Gibbs Pierce, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast, Terrence Oglesby, one of the best in the business. He does amazing work over there at the Field of 68, a guy that has a good player's perspective as to everything in college basketball, as he was a very solid player when he was at Clemson back in the day. Now he's doing amazing work in the media realm. It is always great to be able to get him aboard. Big thanks to him for joining me right here on Cuss Cuss Heaps in the last segment. Now it's that time of the podcast coming up next. I'll give you a little bit of a roundup as to all the news and notes that we saw in college basketball over the last 24 hours. This is just a little bit of house cleaning, but it looks like Imani Bates is set to have his charges 
dismissed. That is very good news for him. And with Eastern Michigan, I'm sure that there might be a little bit of discipline that comes in. We don't know what it's going to be at this point. I believe that how Eastern Michigan was going about things was an indefinite suspension. Until things got cleared up, Imani Bates was having some gun charges against them. These are getting cleared up. So I would say wait the next few days to see how this clears out. But there's a chance that Imani Bates might be out there night number one on the floor. We shall see. I am not going to speculate, but very good that it appears as though these charges are dismissed. Hopefully there was no wrongdoing of Imani Bates. I am not sure if there was, if there was not. That is not my place to make a judgment call. I am just here to make you guys money, so I am not going to dive into that. I am just going to say that Imani Bates has had those charges dismissed, and that is all the commentary you are going to get out of me, and I will let you make your judgment from there, but I do think that that is a very important piece of news, especially if you're taking a look at the Mac for this upcoming season, because Imani Bates was a former top five overall recruit, someone who's on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and I think he's going to be able to put up some big numbers at Eastern Michigan. This is one where we don't need to bring any sort of opinion in whatsoever, because I'm sure that anyone with eyes knows that this one is very significant. Isaiah Stevens, he is going to be out for what is being called an extended amount of time with a major injury. This was reported by DNVR. It is a foot injury, and that is absolutely brutal for this Colorado State team. A Colorado State team that I had personally in the top three of my projector or finish in the Mountain West. I did not have them as my number one team. I do think that that is San Diego State, but if Colorado State is without someone like an Isaiah Stevens, I would put them behind a team that I put in the middle of the pack like a New Mexico. Heck, I could see even a team like a Nevada being able to pass them up because you do bring in Josiah Strong, someone who was at Illinois State last season, and he's a solid player last season. He was able to develop the ball a little bit, 2.2 assists per contest, 11.5 points per game, but this is legitimately, in my opinion, a top three to top five point guard in all of college basketball. Some people might think I'm a little bit off base calling him a top three point guard. I wouldn't quite put him at number one, but... And he's a big stinking deal for this team, especially when you lose David Roddy, who I have said it a few times on this podcast, and I'll say it again. His NBA draft decision, I feel like, was the most impactful for any team in all of college basketball because he was truly, along with Isaiah Stevens, the engine that made this thing run and the reason why Colorado State was a top 25 team. I mean, this is just an absolutely brutal blow. Now now your top scorer becomes John Tonjay, and Tonjay last season was able to give you nine points per contest, but you also notice with John Tonjay, he played very different when he was at home rather than on the road as when he was at home, he was able to do a very good job of being able to get guys going. He was able to shoot it very well from three-point range. As a matter of fact, shot 42.5% from three-point range in home games. In true road games, shot 23% from three-point range. That is a big, big deal. If Colorado State is without Isaiah Stevens, they go from a team that I wouldn't quite put him as a top 25 team, but I would certainly put him as a little bit of an NCAA tournament contender, a team that should be in the top three in the Mountain West, and they probably fall out of the top half of the Mountain West, in my opinion. Now, it could be a case which Isaiah Stevens is just out for, like, the month of November, and that's going to hurt their at-large bid process, and you probably would be wanting to fade Colorado State a little bit. You probably want to be taking a look at perhaps a few unders with Colorado State as well, because they're going to be playing some sloppier games. I'm willing to bet that they're going to be relying upon guys to just be a little bit more tenacious on defense in general. I could see them playing a little bit bigger with bringing out there someone like James Moores for more minutes, who's 
going to be playing down low. Isaiah Rivera is a six foot five, a little bit of a combo guard that you got to expect to see some minutes as well. But I do think that seeing a little bit more of the exact of the Isaiah Stevens injury is going to be massive. But when they call it an extended amount of period of time, I'm pretty darn sure that he's going to be out for the upcoming beginning part of the college basketball season because now we are right around 24 days and counting away from the start of the college basketball season. And then I did mention this a little bit earlier. Part of the tease was that a potential player of the year candidate is dealing with a minor surgery, and that happened with Oscar Sheboy. He is set to have a minor knee procedure. Now, it does seem like with Oscar Sheboy, if he misses time, it is not going to be a lot of anything. I know that John Calipari wound up tweeting this out, and I will just read this word for word. This comes from John Calipari. He says, good news is Oscar had an unbelievable pro day, and the scouts love what they saw. He came back to develop his game more, and that's exactly what he displayed Sunday night. They loved it. Bad news is I kept him out of practice Saturday with knee stuff. He refused to sit out pro day and balled out. I sat him out on Monday, and he's going to be getting examined as a precaution. He's going to have a minor 15-minute procedure done to clean some things up. Not a big deal, but no dancing at madness. So it looks like Oscar Shiwe, in my opinion, he should be good to go to start the beginning part of the season. But this is probably something that you want to monitor a little bit because we notice this with the guys. And for those of you that gauge the NFL, I'm doing this with Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos. He's having that little bit of a shoulder cleaning as well. Well, he hasn't been good in general. Oscar Shiwe, meanwhile, he was absolutely terrific for Kentucky last season. 17.4 points. 15.2 rebounds per contest. I'll just still never forget the game that he had against Western Kentucky where he literally out-rebounded Western Kentucky all by himself. That's just absolutely terrific. Oscar Shibway, the Naismith Player of the Year last season, Player of the Year from the AP. He is going to be able to tear it up once again this season. Question is, is he going to be 100% to begin the season? And for Kentucky, I do think that it's important to gauge some of the games that they're going to be playing against better competition and some of the games that they're going to be playing against, shall we say, lesser teams as well because if you take a look at Kentucky the way that they are going to be starting off the season if you take out the uh, silly exhibition games and everything like that because you always have those exhibition games but the way that they are going to be starting out the season is on Monday, November 7th against Howard. Howard is certainly not the world's worst team but uh, once again probably going to be a case where you could see Oscar Shibuya get some rest. Duquesne that Friday, November 11th probably going to be a game that he gets some rest and you've got to think that Kentucky is probably going to have him try to go full bore in that Champions Classic game on the 15th of November against Michigan State. Then from there they get a little bit of rest prior to facing off against Gonzaga, which is going to be a Herculean matchup. So you got to figure that perhaps Kentucky might be a few points overrated against a team like a Howard, like a Duquesne. Perhaps there's going to be a little bit of value there. And I would say that that would be the way to gauge it. But certainly do take a look over the next few days to take a look at Shibwe's status because it could be a case in which they don't have Oscar Shibwe having his minutes diminished at all, there could be a case to be made that he plays very little in some of those games as well. So we shall see. And I do think that it is very important to be taking note of this because now the college basketball season, it's less than three and a half weeks away. And I am doing everything humanly possible to get you set for a very profitable season. And if you do like preparing from the Spine Podcast, Coast Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Citra, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have 
off one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at GNN underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters DM. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way, that is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. A big thanks to Terrence Oglesby. Does great work over there at the field of 68. He joined me in the last segment, coming at you guys every single day throughout the year during the offseason news and notes of college basketball. We've got four previews left. For this college basketball offseason, we're going to be doing one every about five or so days, and then the final three to four days, we're just going to get you guys prepped for what is going to be a tremendous college basketball season. Then once we get in-season picks and analysis on every single game, every single day, so I will chat at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.